Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules the Man Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and usually every week we go out into the world and watch some anime, and we come back here and talk about it, but this week is a little special because we are doing the first annual Crunchy Awards, the Crunchy Awards here as you saw it. We are ready to dive into the anime that has touched our hearts this year, and we'll be giving the golden crunchy roll to the winners. And I'm not the host of the crunchy roll, crunchy awards alone. I have my co-host Matt Galley. Matt, how are you doing today? I am so excited to give out some awards and mm-hmm. show some recognition for all the all the quality stuff that we watched this year. Really, and uh, we were just talking about it, like. It, it was really hard to kind of nail the winner down for each of these categories that sure. we're about to uh, <clears throat> give awards out for because there was a really good mixed bag of like quality that we had up at the top where everything kind of can almost have its argument be made for it to receive its award. But mm-hmm. uh, we definitely, I think, uh, managed to narrow down the ones that deserve the awards and um It's all really good stuff. I'm very excited to get started. Yeah, so the way that it's going to work, we are, after today, we're going to say goodbye to our anime tier list. This is year one. This is the entire year that we had for Jules and Matt Anime Hour. This is going to be gone. We're going to be doing something a little bit differently next season. And at the end of this episode, we are going to pick a brand new anime. We didn't watch anime this week. Uh, I watched Scott Pilgrim. It was all right. Um, we are going to pick a anime to watch together out of this list. And if you would like, there is uh, 500 bits. If you would like to put up there and give us another anime to add to the list, you can do that as well. But um, we have all these animes to pick from. And we are going to be picking a new one at the end of this episode. But the Crunchy Awards are here. And we have a ton of categories that we're going to list off here. And a lot of them are... Uh, all of them are anime that we've watched this season, and we're going to talk about them and give the award away for a bunch of different categories. So the first category for the first crunchy role that I'll be giving away is for best character development. When you're when you're thinking about character development, what does what needs to happen in an anime for it to be up here? I need to see uh, like you know not only the main characters. Uh not only the main character the mc but i need all the characters that are in the story to kind of be serving some purpose or be given some sort of actual personality character development to me doesn't always mean the character themselves has to develop across the story it just means the characters have to be well developed themselves (laughs) make them actually feel like characters it doesn't have to be this huge grand arc that they go on every single time but sometimes just giving enough um where it matters can really help make uh these you know what are just drawings on a screen feel like actual people when they're presented to us so the nominees for best character development in an anime this season are we have Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, Madoka Magic, Puella Magi, Madoka Magica, Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, and The Promised Neverland. Those are the nominees for best character development here. Get those claps going. Great stuff. Great anime. Best character development. 
the first Crunchyroll award goes to Grimgar of Fantasy in Ash. Oh my goodness. Clap wow. it up for Grimgar of Fantasy in Ash. While it is still fairly new, fairly recently that we watched it, <laughs> I was here. <laughs> well, like, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, recent, right. recency bias set aside, you know. And, and, I didn't rank it as high as you. You thought it was amazing. You thought it was phenomenal. You loved all that stuff. Well, I didn't rank it high on, you know, an anime altogether. Where I can agree on is that for this anime, what it did well was the character development. And us having a whole category just for that, I would say, yes, this is number one. Because of the way they dealt with everything, the way that it took the time to do and show the the different emotions but also the passing of time i mean we talk a lot about it on this show about the the passage of time is very important and sometimes anime don't take it seriously it's just like whatever it, it could happen anytime and it's about bottle up so this one actually was like calling back episodes and saying this is how much time it is how it's been how it's been for us and how we're dealing with everything and i really liked it i really liked it for that aspect as far as character development going into um you know the whole season yeah i mean this one's again the the most recent one that we watched so i'll i'll kind of feel like a a broken record here in some ways because we just finished talking about this show but yes it uh it really did an excellent job of just making these characters feel like actual people seeing them go through the trials and um you know kind of dealing with their mixed emotions and feelings as a group and trying to maintain cohesion uh but you know ultimately having to have those stumbles and see their own mistakes and realize <clears throat> excuse me and realize uh you know that they can't just uh wallow around they have to kind of uh work together to overcome the obstacles that are presented in front of them it, uh, and i would say they they did it the best out of any anime well, I don't think in in general, I don't think I would ever watch it again. I'm glad I experienced these characters going through their own story. And I think they handled, you know, the tough topics that they did very well um, and probably better than any other anime. I mean, the dealing with loss for so long and like really hammering it home, but like really diving into what makes us human and being like, this is something you can't just forget. And then whenever you find somebody that has dealt with the same sort of things, it can, here's, here's that situation because it's like, Oh, we lost this, but this, uh, this other person also lost people as well. And how do they interact? What are they doing and how do they get over it or get over it to deal with it together? And I think that's really beautiful. Um, and uh, the other, you know, nominees that we had up here, <clears throat> Cabinary, Monica Magica, and The Promised Neverland, like, they are all, like, wholly satisfying uh, in terms of the character development that you encounter in those shows as well. Uh-huh. Cabinary uh, especially kind of was really hard for me to uh, not give the nod to because of how uh, well-paced the character development is in that show. Mm-hmm. But when you really 
sit down and like look at uh each of the characters of grimgar uh over the course of the series you really get to know them and kind of uh a personal way like they they become more than just teammates in some aspects in other aspects they are weird like uh, they have weird rivalries going on i shouldn't say weird but they have contested rivalries going on in certain cases but it all feels very real where it's not just you know teamwork and uh friendship always saves the day sometimes like bad things happen and that's just the course of uh the uh day when you go adventuring <laughs> mm -hmm. so grimgar of fantasy and uh, fantasy and ash is the first crunchy roll uh recipient we have the the golden crunchy i guess we can call it i don't know it was made by rex zambi she has made that for us the, the excellent job yeah excellent job i gave crunchy. her i gave her the idea i said give me the crunchy roll logo but a little differently and i, I showed her like a <laughs> ms paint style version of what shop the name in post <laughs> yeah what it, what should it be called the golden crunchy the golden roll what should it i don't know what this what this little each, uh, this should each category have a different name <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's what we had the idea of a different category have a different name for the the i don't know what it is a trophy there it is trophy <laughs> um but yeah the first re recipient golden crunch the golden crunch that'll be it for right now for the golden crunch um best character development grimgar fantasy and ash very well deserved like you were saying with cabinary in a in a you know in a bottle cabinary great character development when you put up put it up against grimgar fantasy ash there's no question that this one has to take it um our next award that we'll be giving it away uh writes itself on yeah golden crunch um is best story overall best story overall <laughs> Oh, overall i can't say for long unfortunately but can't wait to see the rest of the results on youtube okay so much thank you so much for stopping by we appreciate it so it's gotta move you right yeah it's best story best story overall when we when we use that term overall there that means you know we're we're taking into account of a lot of elements like you know the uh the overarching story the pacing uh plot developments how satisfying they are plot potential like plot twists um everything that goes into what we get uh presented to us from the beginning to what uh, the story you know comes to a close as uh whether or not uh it's saying something whether or not we go anywhere and uh just you know the overall presentation as well um goes into the the story uh mm -hmm. the world building both within the large scale and small scale uh it all it all goes hand in hand with uh when we say best story overall the nominees for best story overall this season are odd taxi you got a little muffled there sorry oh kagesama love is war <laughs> and the promise neverland i know it gets a little weird whenever i you talk over an audio track but those <laughs> are the four nominees for these the best story overall anybody searching for a win here uh taxi first nomination here kagesama mm -hmm. first nomination here 
The winner for best story overall is The Promised Neverland. The Promised Lock Neverland is the best story overall. Man. The Promised Neverland. There they are. The audience needs to keep it down. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. They're going crazy <laughs> over here. We have, uh, if you don't know, there's we're somebody holding a... a card and we need to just tell him to chill out for a second. All right. We're in front of a, a live studio audience, if you don't know, for the very first time, live studio audience. The Promised Neverland. So, like, Odd Taxi first screams out to me as a great story. Odd Taxi is one that I really enjoyed. I liked the way it went, but some of it was on first watch, a little confusing. A little bit too much going on. There was some stuff that I still had questions about. And while it did leave, it, it did answer a lot of questions and it did feel like a complete story. During it, it did feel a little, I was a little, you know, chicken mm -hmm. with my head cut off a little bit. And I was like, okay, in few, cool. In a few spots, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's it a is, great story. And it's a great story. And it definitely is a story that, you know, um, the, you know, the opening shot and the closing of the story kind of like, you know, re uh connect each other um but it is one of those stories where i i don't feel like that that one holds up as well on a, a rewatch as compared to something like uh the promised neverland where a lot of the story gets re completely recontextualized by the reveals yes. in the second half of the story mm -hmm. um and uh me being somebody that was on a uh second rewatch of the series i was finding new things like oh that like that's that's that happening right there and like the little little bits little shots sometimes mm -hmm. where you, they're they seem benign but they're again completely recontextualized by uh by the plot twists and reveals in the later parts of the series because at the core of this uh the promise neverland at the core of it, it's a very simple story there's a simple, you know, telling of there's these kids, this thing happened, we got to escape at the core. But then there's so much other things that are happening that make it so much so much more interesting. The ambiance is what I remember the most about watching it for the first time. The Promise Neverland, the way that I felt while I was watching it, how eerie it felt, some of those longer shots and um, growing to really like these these kids and thinking of them. Uh, you know, whenever they get lifted off the page or lifted off of the TV where they're actually like human kids, people trying to figure this out, figure this world out and to get to safety. And it's like really cool. I really did feel for these kids and really felt for their story. And I wanted to see them succeed. And I was rooting for them on the way while I wasn't there at the beginning. While I was just like, okay, cool. Like, here's the thing. I grew because of what they were giving to me every single episode. And I grew to care about where they were going and if they were safe or not. And I grew to hate these char certain characters. Um, and I really enjoyed that. With Kaguya-sama, I did think it was a really great anime. But as far as a story overall, I really enjoyed the way Promised Neverland made me feel. Um, especially at the end when it finally happened. Madoka Magica, again, this was a rewatch for me. Um, I still love that story, still love it, but it's not, I don't know. I think there's something to how simple the promised Neverland was and how simple it did keep it, but give us so much more off of that. 
Yeah, because like you were saying, it's a it's a more honed in story. And I feel like that allows you to kind of add a certain density into your story. And this small little house feels so intimidating when you just know that, like you said, in those creeping long shots, like getting to know mom as a character and like how she uses uh, her tactics to, you know, keep the kids docile, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. um, she she becomes this intimidating presence uh, that's in this what's first established to be this loving, caring home environment. And it slowly gets turned on its head. And uh, the house itself kind of feels like a uh, like a an obstacle over the course of the show that the children are trying to navigate. Um, the, it gives the the anime gives the house a per personality. Yes. And it becomes a character of its own because of how much time they spend in there and how much time we as viewers spend in each room. I mean, in each room is a whole different set piece there. And it's like we've seen many rooms where uh, things were happening and it feels so huge uh, in, in scope compared to these little kids. And it feels like we're with them. We're on their level trying to navigate this house to get out as well and trying not to be caught. And to have it all culminate with their, you know, spoiler, with their escape and with the house ultimately like being set ablaze and coming like burning perfect. down. It's like, yeah, it's exactly. It's the perfect like period on that story. Mm -hmm. So the Promised Neverland won best story overall. Fantastic story. Good to give them a golden crunch <laughs> this season. It was a really good story. Honestly, a lot of these were <laughs> really good um we watched a lot of really good anime and it was a little difficult to to you know decide some of these but uh the next crunchy award will be going to the best art direction the best art direction we have a couple of nominees here but best art i want something to knock my socks off i want something to i just want to look at it and just be like whoa this is beautiful like how I want to see you put hours into something mm -hmm. and I want it to, to show. And that's, that's the thing when um it's when we say best art direction, like something like a uh, black summoner, for instance, which you're not going to see on the list, even though we talked about how pretty and how like colorful it is, that doesn't necessarily uh, give it a, a, the best art direction it felt at the end of the day the art style felt very generic even though it was like generic done with very pretty and vibrant colors um the art direction uh, for me like it needs to be consistent i i need something where no like shots feel like they belong you know to a different show um the the color palette and the pacing not the pacing i'm sorry the color palette and the tone of the story uh also are very important yeah it has to match and uh there's a lot of shows on here that use their their art style to really enhance the storytelling and the mood and the like uh of the story itself kind of getting outside of the box sometimes where mm -hmm. if you just rely on the tried and true it'll get the job done but you're not going to end up uh, wowing anybody where sometimes if you do something different it might fall flat for some people, but you might end up really pulling off something unique and different that sets itself apart. I think some honorable mentions for this before we show the nominees. Honorable mentions for me would be Tokyo Revengers, 
that looked really pretty and while it didn't do a whole lot of stuff flashy when i remember watching it and like during some moments i'm like wow that looks gorgeous that looks really good so i think that's an honorable mention dimension w also probably for art direction i really enjoyed the art it looked really crazy it looked really beautiful for me honorable mention would probably be gotcha men crowds um i would probably put that up there for art direction mm -hmm. and also art direction like i i say like begrudgingly but uh almost want to give uh dangan ranpa an yeah. uh, art direction nod mentioned yeah um just because it it really did some unique stuff with it the really did some scenes um i really felt like it was in the the classroom trials a lot of that stuff was unique sure. again it's outside of the box it might not be the best looking but stylistically different yes mm. for sure 100 yeah <laughs> so the nominees for best art direction are i don't know if i should do that <laughs> <laughs> the iron for oh magica uh grimgar of fantasy and ash and first time nominee here psychopaths all of these are in the running for best art direction for this year the golden crunch will go to for best art direction. Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, best art direction winner right here. So good. Clap it up. The oh, Cabinary. What, what a show. Not only is it a great story, it's a great story love the story but i i just could not stop just being in awe of everything that i was seeing while grimgar fantasy and ash that was more recent that we just watched that one and while it does look beautiful a lot of it for me was just still shots so many still shots beautiful watercolor or painting style shots great but what they were doing with still shots is what Cabinary of the Iron Forces was doing with movement, with fight scenes. Oh, it was so good. Um, yes, the movement. Said, such a pretty one. The crowd obviously agrees. I'm seated in the crowd. The the movement and the feeling of like you know the 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 weight of all the characters' actions in this show was kind of at the forefront of all the action um Ugh. i was i ate up every second that you know something was happening things were exploding in fantastic fashion um we get these you know crazy zombie people that are just uh vile and vicious and they just look terrifying um and they have a presence the the whole horde that you constantly see sweeping over uh the humans that are defending the last bastions of humanity it mm -hmm. feels intense because of how much uh presence they're given on the screen and those close-up shots a lot of those really longer shots on people's faces mm -hmm. on people's bodies and showing 
the story in that way, like moving the story with their facial expressions, moving the story with their movement or like the muscles in their body, the way they tense or anything with their face. It was so good. I loved all of that. I loved them telling story through what they can do with the art. And it was a really fun watch. And I think it definitely deserves best art direction out of all of these. Um, CZ said, if it did one thing perfectly, they Michael bade the shiz out of those explosions. Yes, for sure. Um, it was really good. And I, if I want, hmm. it would be one of those. Like if somebody were like, give me a really pretty anime that has a lot of action. Um, I would definitely, it would be number one on my list. Probably it's really short. It's a season. And it, it gets, you know, it gets you going. It gets you going and it looks really beautiful while doing it. Um, so far, if you're jo just joining us, we have Cabinary the Iron Fortress for Best Art Direction, The Promised Neverland for Best Story Overall, and Best Character Development, Grimgar, A Fantasy, and Ash. What do you think about these wins? Picking up the Golden Crunch, what do you think? Let us know in the live chat on Twitch here. And uh, let us know in the YouTube comments if you're watching later or on Spotify. Um, yeah, I can't say anything more than just go watch it. Yeah, go watch Kabaneri. It looks fantastic. And and again, like something like uh, Kaguya-sama, uh, <laughs> something like Kaguya-sama is very looks looks great. Don't get me wrong, but like it, it's just when they do their little bits and their cutaways and stuff, it's like it's just this show doing like you know things that i've seen other shows do before with you mm -hmm. know the the art style um how the characters are presented uh in terms of like uh in terms of actual like posing and how they are in the scene cabinary felt so dynamic where it there was no like you know uh oh go back to you know you know uh I'm sorry, he's trying to think stage direction brain right now and it's not happening. Everybody doesn't have like a set place. They're constantly like moving through these environments mm -hmm. that feel like they're actually real and uh, dynamic. And that also kind of enhances the art direction when it feels like they're not just uh, d mannequins that are just in a little box being set sure. on little pose, pose posts or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um um, Claire says, OMG, how did you know I was late? Was the <laughs> toast hanging out of my mouth? No, hello, welcome, Claire. We appreciate it. Appreciate you being here. Uh, CZ said, Grimgar recently bias. Uh, Dying and Rampa shoulda, coulda, woulda won. Ooh, for best character development? <laughs> best character Ooh. development. I don't when know they were about like, that. When they were exposing like exposition for 10 minutes straight? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Buzzy says, Ding and Rampa, more like, dang, I wish I could have taken back <laughs> watching this anime. Yikes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I liked it. That's I think it was one. all right. After all this time, it was all right. Would I watch it again? No. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so those are the winners so far. And with like Monica Magica, it looks great. I'm I'm such a huge Monica Magica stan. I love Monica Magica, but like I can I can agree. It's all over the place it's, it's not all over great. the place in terms of consistency yeah it's it's not great if you're looking for like of monica magica the reason that i bring that one up uh uh is because of the witch layers or whatever they're called yeah um those scenes are like whoa this is again it's unique it's something different and it's something that i hadn't seen before so that's gonna you know generate a lot of uh interest in terms of you know uh 
best art direction because it's something that's uh kind of trying to be away from the normal and psychopath psychopaths i'm really glad we put it on there it's one of the first anime that we watched um one of the first ones and <laughs> i really did like it but compared to uh Kabaneri, there's just no question i've loved Kabaneri since we saw it and it's great um cc said literally gave me a headache and had to stop watching it was a shame because story was good up until i stopped so like psychopaths give psychopaths those still shots that cabinary has and yeah. does psychopaths beat cabinary at that point or i don't think so yeah it's I don't pretty think close so yeah it's pretty close because it was really good uh really good looking but um that was best art direction going on to our next category for the golden crunchy we the golden crunch excuse golden me crunch the best antagonist best antagonist when we're looking for a good slash bad antagonist what is a good criteria for well, that first of all we definitely didn't use the word villain because we're not looking for somebody that's just outright the bad guy that mm -hmm. just it doesn't need to be the bad guy an antagonist can be somebody that just generates uh you know turbulent events for the protagonist they can be somebody that can be an obstacle but also an ally they don't always have to be just a straight up uh the guy in the big chair that's turns around once you make it to the final room of the which dungeon. in cz's case was the antagonist in danganronpa sometimes <laughs> was literally sitting in a chair sometimes and so like, whirling around with wine yeah exactly and like that's the uh why uh that's the monokuma's a uh, very good example of just a straight up like villain antagonist but uh a good and a good villain antagonist like kind of uh uh oof, um like kind of just cookie cut well i don't know about cookie cutter but the the token way that you would look at a as a villain monokuma is there i would say monokuma is because i know who's nominated for this i would say monokuma is a good um antagonist for you know uh a runner-up yeah a good nod at monokuma but it's not here i don't think he's he's funny and he's quirky and he stays interesting until the end of the show so he has that going for him but like the best type of antagonist, I think, like interact with the character directly. And if I could draw a uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons comparison for anybody, the two people that are going to hear this that are going to know this, uh, Strahd in the Curse of Strahd campaign is often looked at as the best antagonist in the uh, Dungeons and Dragons universe because from the second you uh, enter his like domain you feel his influence and his impact all the way down to when you're making his your way through the castle to try to slay him he'll teleport into the room just to like you know taunt you and then hit you with like a sleep spell and then teleport away like he's just always in your face interacting with you in some way he has more nuance than what i'm just saying like he is so charismatic and that's the thing he has that again uh, a word that i'm using a lot is presence a good antagonist you feel their presence and their impact on the character as the character tries to make their way through the the story in uh whichever way is possible and each of these antagonists i think kind of fit a different archetype that's the word i was looking sure. for before uh monokuma fits a good 
just straight villain archetype but here we have four very different types of villains that fit different types of archetypes in my opinion and that's why uh and that's why i think that they should uh definitely be the nominees today the nominees for the best antagonist are from modica magical from the promised neverland mom and from tokyo revengers kisaki teta if bergen here i ain't standing for this gotcha man snubbing Oof. <laughs> oh yeah gotcha man crowds Ooh. I think Berg could be a uh honorable mention, mention here. sure. I think that that's definitely uh an honorable mention. Uh Twitch chat live Twitch chat, who do you think is the best antagonist out of these four? Let us know right now. <clears throat> Berg was really good. Dang. Too bad the we didn't rank the anime a little bit higher. I I, would... no, I probably would have moved out Kisaki Teta for Berg maybe. Maybe I can maybe see that happening. I can see that. Um, so <laughs> best antagonist, the winner of the golden crunch is drum roll. Cube. <laughs> Cube is the best antagonist winner of the golden crunch. Wow, what a face. <laughs> um, I hate Cube. Cube, yeah. I came out of this season still harboring the most amount of hate for this stupid little guy. Stupid fucking face, man. And he, face. he's a great antagonist that, you know, isn't initially presented as, you know, an antagonist event uh he's initially kind of presented as an ally and in fact somebody that was under duress and needed to be saved but really he was the maniacal little mastermind that was kind of the reason that the main characters endured the hardships that they were enduring in the first place mm -hmm. under the guise of well it's just how things have always been so why are you upset <laughs> mm -hmm. and um, because of the the non-emotion to what yes what he was doing i really like having dobu there from odd taxi as well having See, dobu again, there is dobu so was, interesting dobu I, I feel like fit a great like kind of different archetype of a villain where you, again you're having those direct face-to-face -face interactions along the way and you might even become you know the ally of my ally is my friend type situation mm -hmm. um but he's still at the end of the day moving for his own goals which don't align with rmc and is creating problems for RMC, who in that case wanted to um, Shino to, you know, be at peace. But, you know, he she couldn't be at peace because of Dobu. Mm -hmm. um, so and I like that we a lot of nuance and it felt like this like chess game that they were playing with each other, always trying to be, you know, have the one the one move in front of each other. And for Dobu for a while, it was just the fact that he had a gun. But uh, it gets more nuanced than that as the series goes on. Yeah, I like that we get a whole lot of different sides from um, Dobu there because we do see him sort of as a friend at some points mm -hmm. while still having, you know, the gun behind our back waiting for the moment that he turns on us because we're going to turn on him or anything like that. But, like, we also see him dying as well. A big part of it is him dying towards the end. And it's like, 
Well, not dying. Well, did he die? He, I don't remember he, he survived. He, survived. he survived. got yeah, his. Dying. He got what he deserved, but he ended up surviving and you know just being in the hospital. Yeah, the the big moment there where it finally climaxed with all the with the actual odd taxi when they said it. Um, <laughs> I do like mom as well being in there because um, she is just this figure that is there for our protagonist and it turns out to be completely different and we uncover it together. And I think that was the most fun part in the first beginning episodes, uncovering what was actually happening, what's going on. And that mom, the person that we confide in the most, the one that's taking care of us is the one that's behind it. And she's all powerful and she's great and she's super smart and, you know, does all this other stuff and she's trying to keep it all together and she's the best of what she's doing. And I love that, uh, you know, sort of realization of what's going to happen and what we have to do to overcome this. And, and I really again, it 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 feels again like the situation with uh, with Dobu, where you have those direct confrontations all along the way. Um, even though it's like you know, mom's not really shown to be ultimately you know the big bad guy. It's the fact that there are demons running this place. But mom is the antagonist and obstacle that they need to uh, overcome if they're going to need to escape. And they have to, like, for a while, you know, put on this front, put on this face that, like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. But, uh, you know, the one scene that always uh, just sticks with me when I think of the show uh, in terms of mom is when they're at the top of the stairs, when she's at the top of the stairs talking to Emma and Norman, and then oh, they, like, walk away. Know. And yeah. the second they're out of eyeshot, they both, like, just fall to the ground and, like, start, like, you know hyperventilating it's like they're they're terrified and i don't blame them imagine like that type of environment it's it, for yeah. a child and that scene was such a tame scene too like there was this tension that we felt because we know everything but it was just them talking and it was just them this far apart but her having the ultimate upper hand always and her being so uh, bringing out all of this fear from our main characters. And then I, yeah, I already knew which scene you're talking about because I still remember it. I remember that because it was like, Oh my God, like this hurts for me. Um, I think the best part about in Tokyo Revengers about Kisaki Teta is that we finished where we finished and we didn't get to see him fulfill everything that he needs to. And I am afraid of Kisaki Teta because we've seen yeah. him in the back the entire time we watched the first 13 episodes I think 12 or 13 and we see him just there for most of it we're trying yeah. to figure it out trying to figure out how he changes the entire timeline how he gets in in everybody's situation and then he we end watching it by him doing an ultimate bad where I thought we were not ever going to do this we were not going to have to go back and save her again not only her, but also his best friend. And change the timeline. Yes. Getting their names. Uh, but yeah, he he get continues to be told this name, Kasaki Teta, Kasaki Teta. Like it's it's a name that's said many times, and he even like walks right past him and goes like, I "Feel like I, I've seen that guy somewhere," but doesn't remember that it's him. And uh, it ultimately culminates where we left off, and it just it really gives uh weight to like the the name that we've been getting thrown our way the whole time and like now the real goal is presented um at the end of it and it feels like it, it just feels like this uh where with mom and dobu you're interacting with them the whole time along the way 
it's like oh i forgot like he can just be doing his own things too he has his um, own thing he's and yes he's there always we don't know him we don't know where he is we know very little about him uh dan says he really becomes an even bigger and better antagonist in the second half of the season and i was here for it he does as somebody <sighs> i do really want to watch it yeah. i can attest to that i kind of yes. want to yeah i'm gonna get the the tokyo revengers manga because i want to continue the story um because they're really nice omnibuses okay so that was best antagonist Cubay. CZ says, you know what? Change the winner. The crowd crowd demands a recount. Who? (laughs) Who is going to be the winner? Um, Um, So to recap, because we are going on to our final Crunchy Award. To recap all that have won already. Best character development was Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. The best story overall was The Promised Neverland. Best art direction was Cabaneri of the Iron Fortress, and best antagonist was Cubay from Madoka Magica. Those are the winners so far. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Would there be somebody else up there? Let us know. Let us know in the live chat or on the YouTube comments. But we are on our final crunchy of the season and this is the end of season one we are done we're starting anew starting fresh and at the end of this episode we're going to pick a brand new anime to watch together the very first one of season two so i'm super excited but before that we got to talk about the best anime that we saw this season we've seen a ton of them you've seen all of them you've seen where we rank them but what constitutes as the best anime for you matt it's it's got to be like a completish package style deal. It's got to have, you know, all the all the bits, all the pieces. It's uh making me laugh. It's making me feel emotion uh, you know, laughing, crying. It's funny, it's uh heartbreaking. I'm just, you know, going back and forth on two extremes, but uh it's just a lot in one. And it not only brings together beautiful art design, sound design, and voice acting, it also puts uh, you know, a good core like message uh for the audience to be able to connect to in some way. Um, in my opinion, it's uh it's it can get super incredibly subjective and uh sure this is probably the most yeah subjective <laughs> uh, award that we'll be giving out today yeah for sure but uh it's definitely uh it's definitely to me something that yeah that just what when i'm done watching it i really feel like i got a like <clears throat> a lot out of it in terms of in in terms of beyond just enjoyment just enjoying it off of face value but even being able to walk away from it enjoying it at its face value too um if it's something that you know doesn't need to be thought about too long to be enjoyed but at the same time you could really dive into it and break it down um you know it's got a lot of nuance to what makes an anime great but um in a nutshell that that to me would be what i would say uh, Cece says a surprise last entry by Danganronpa season three, one by 103% of the vote. Congrats, Monokuma. Come get your golden crunch. Nope. 
didn't watch it. The all right, the nominees <laughs> for the best anime are. Habanary of the Iron Fortress. Do I have the right ones? I do have the right ones. Habanary of the Iron Fortress. Puella Maji Madoka Magica. The Promised Neverland. And Kaguya-sama Love is War. These are your nominees. These are the ones. Who is going to win Best anime award. Let us know in the Twitch live chat. Oh, we got to keep going. Crowd. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Uh, a lot Maybe of people might be video. mad for this one. The winner for the final crunch <laughs> for best anime is... Kaguya-sama, Love is War, the best anime that we've watched this season. The number one anime for the Jules and Matt Anime Hour this season. It was pretty tight. It was, it was definitely something that we sat down and thought about. <laughs> yeah, it took me a little bit because... Matt initially brought to the forefront one anime and I was like, yeah, I had to think about it. I was like, yeah, it's good. But did it really give me everything that Kaguya-sama Love is War gave me? No. I really enjoyed Kaguya-sama Love is War because of how funny it is watching it in English. We watched it in English. That was very important. And how great the voice acting was, how fun it was, how silly, so much that went into this anime to make it such a fun watch and it was really good it looked really pretty and it was really silly but it had like some really cool characters in there i don't know one um, thing that really got me with this is that the first couple episodes feel very serialized they feel like you can almost watch them in any order and over the course of the show it turns into a structured narrative where you start to see the strut like the flow of time going forward and stuff and you start to get that happening and it just happens so naturally that i didn't even notice it till after it was already happening mm -hmm. and um like to me that like also kind of embodies a part of like where anime roots from where you know you used to have very many episodes that they tried to serialize that way you could watch it in a vacuum and not have to you know, you couldn't just stream everything. You couldn't just sit there and watch episode after episode back to back. So they wanted to make episodes in a bubble feel a lot more enjoyable. And this would have like done so well back in the day. Like, and we're getting this uh, as a contemporary show, which is great. But I'm just saying, like, just this structure perfectly combines, like, you know, the the old roots of that serialized storytelling to the modern day. Like, we're gonna make this all a structured narrative from you know go. And the when you watch it back, that does the the serialization plays into the narrative as well. Um, because so of the passage all, of time, yeah, and that's because of the passage of time, and that's just like you know, that's just surface level stuff. Again, you could really start to dig into it, but um, 
to me that was one of the biggest reasons why compared to some of the other shows uh they just kind of start off and go for the grand narrative which is great but it just uh like it doesn't have as much of a ease of access i feel like for uh like entry level people that are just trying to get into something and watch something and have it not be too uh demanding mm-hmm. to for for lack of a better term it could be casually enjoyed and enjoyed by a more intensive viewer cz says can we get a rank check on that out of pure curiosity you mean like where we put them on the rankings because all of the anime that were listed under best anime were all s ranked by both of us i mm-hmm. think so they were both anime that we've or they were all four of them were anime that we ranked as s right um for me and matt I, I don't know if that's what you meant by a rank check but uh promise neverland kabaneri madoka magica and kaguya-sama were all uh s ranks for us um yeah i don't know it's just so good like i love kaguya-sama i want to keep going i didn't like the manga Uh, Not a big fan of the manga because it just doesn't translate. I don't know. It's really, the story is good, but really what really takes it over the top is the voice acting, the art, the silliness, the, the fun stuff, the fourth, fourth wall breaks and all that. It's It's just hilarious. It's the first time I think in the anime where I was like, I don't know if I've ever like out loud laughed a lot in an anime. This one's funny. Um, this one's really funny. I mean, I did recently with Scott Pilgrim, but not as much as I did with Kaguya-sama. Kaguya-sama is just hilarious. Really good. Um, it was really funny. Um, was just wondering if someone bought out the voting jury. No. If you want to buy us out, we're pretty easy, I'm pretty sure. We can <laughs> we can do whatever. I'm, <laughs> Bro, I'm easily Let me just out. send you my Steam wish list real quick. Yeah, Matt has <laughs> a lot of Steam, uh, Steam games that he can uh, send you over if you'd like. Um, but those are it. So the uh, the best again to recap: best character development, Grimgar of fantasy, and Ash. Let's get let's give a round of applause to all of our round winners of applause. Today. All of our winners: Grimgar of fantasy, and Ash for best character development, best story overall, The Promised Neverland, best art direction was Cabinary the Iron Fortress, best antagonist. Uh, was Kyube Madoka Magica and the best anime award Kaguya-sama Love is War there it is Love is War Love is War five dollars for Gotchaman to win great awards excited for season, season two so yes that was the end of season one that was the crunchy awards presented by the Jules and Man anime hour glad you enjoyed it hopefully um, next year we could do it again for all of the anime that we watch in season two but we have to say goodbye to this ranking list. It will be changed. We will change it up next season. And next season, for the people that watch the anime, you may have uh, sort of a say in what it gets ranked. So we would like you to watch these animes with us so you can rate them along with us as well. And it would count. Um, from this uh, antagonist, what was that? Antagonist was unexpected, but also so true. Yeah, I just hate that little guy's face, man. That's about it. Just give me a punchable fucking face. <laughs> so we would like to uh, extend the offer. You always got to watch with us. Watch these anime with us. And now you can uh, actually vote on where it should be placed because we will be all voting together. 
and it, we have one placement. It will not no longer be Jules versus Matt on here. It is one placement. So us, Yo. we have a weight. I have a weight of how much my uh, vote will be. Matt has a weight for how much his vote will be. And the people that watch it and vote will have a weight to what it will be. So it will be one collective way of where we rank it on the list, which is very cool. What's going to be coming up very season cool, two. Very fun. We have all these anime. Too many anime, too many bits. Some we have too say. many anime. <laughs> Some would say too much anime. We gotta pick it first. What am I anime. Do with all these recommendations. <laughs> what am I gonna do with all these? Um, season two. I don't know what I want to watch. I don't know what kind of anime I want to watch. I want something good. Hit me with a good one or a really bad one. But Matt has all those anime here. In the anime chest of dreams, there's enough Shake for season two and three. Oh yeah, we also thought about. Should I say that we should? We also thought about now that we're in season two. If you want us to continue with an anime we've already seen, you can add in like season two of so and so. You know what I mean? I think I think I don't know. We're just workshopping it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Um, so Jules's vote is worthless and Matt's votes make lunar boobs look small <laughs> start with a CZ special season one was my guilty pleasure season two is my topics the next anime that we're going to be watching first one for season two is wait 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 drum roll <laughs> um this is the Bakamano Gataro ba- Bakamano Gataro left column Sorry. Bakamana Sure. Why that not? That one. <laughs> We're watching it. We're is watching mimic, it. Matt? It is a mimic. Bakamana My eye looks like an O there. Yeah. That one's been in there for a little bit. I forgot who, who suggested that. Alex Fizzy. I wrote down oh. the person on this one. Oh, Alex Fizzy. Awesome. Well, thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Hello, Jay Fox. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, so that's the first anime that we're going to watch. Watch episode one through four. Bakemonogatari. Watch episode one through four of that before next Wednesday. If you watch these shows live. Next Friday, if you watch them on YouTube and Spotify, thank you so much for watching for the first annual Crunchy Awards hosted by Jules and Matt from the Jules and Matt Anime Hour. Um, thank you so much for you know the continued support through a whole year. This has been a whole year of doing the show, and I don't want to stop. This is so much fun. Get to do it all the time, and it's really cool. And it's really fun, you know, making these little watch graphics and all this stuff, watching animes. All that stuff. <laughs> start off on season two. Oh, okay. No, to start off season two. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant like start start with season two. No, but yes, we'll start. I honestly don't know. I haven't even seen the graphics for it, so no, I don't know. I I I have zero uh I have zero knowledge. Yeah, zero context as to what we're gonna get ourselves into here. No, um, but I hope be sure to watch it. Be sure to watch 
watch these animes with the season two so you can vote for where it's going to be on our tier ranking um, we would love for you to uh, watch and share the animes with us so matt when you're not hosting the crunchy awards where can they find you um tomorrow morning you can find me streaming on my twitch at matt underscore galley if you want to follow me i'll be there tomorrow morning that's going to be thursday 10 a.m pst when we're not here wait what are you gonna play a, i'm gonna be playing video games <laughs> okay no sneak peek, <laughs> no sneak peek? okay <laughs> Um, when we're not here giving out the crunchies, where can the people find you? Um, on my social media, at Jules the Human, at J-U-L-E-S the Human on all social media, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube.com slash Jules the Human uh, is where you can see these podcasts up. I don't really make a whole lot of stuff, but it's fine. I'm living my life. I'm building tree. Do you see the tree, the Christmas tree? Just put it up. Um, I'm out there living those my life. ornaments on it then yourself, or did... <laughs> Did it come with ornaments Chat, on Matt, in the box? Matt asked me, did the did that tree come with the ornaments on it? And Listen. I was just like, what? <laughs> I immediately followed up with, I'm sorry if that's a stupid question. Yeah, and I felt bad. Um, I've seen these sus Christmas trees that just are pre-ornamented. It's very... That's half very the fun. Fake. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's why I want... That's why I was asking. Um, you can find me on all the things. Uh, join the Discord. It's in the link uh, down there, all that stuff. So let's talk about anime. Bakemonogatari is the first anime of season two. Go watch it, episode one through four. And we'll see you next week. Thanks so much to the, our live studio audience here for the Crunchy Awards. Let's get another uh, round of applause. Let's get another Ooh. round of applause here. <laughs> oh, my God. They're going crazy. Oh, keep it down. Keep it down. Until next time. Oh, man. Until next time. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> complete snub for a lot of cz picks but it's okay <laughs> we'll see you next week uh first episode of season, season two. two all right bye what's this yogurt and mayo doing here <laughs>